As an industry, we've been witness to incredible achievements made by some of the most acclaimed names in the industry. But as established names rise to the top, new, inexperienced voices step up to make their voices heard. Welcome to Dev Diary Next Gen, the Dev Diary spin-off series that highlights the next generation of talent coming through in the games industry. My name is Paul James, and today I'm joined by Garth Edwards, and here's his story so far. This episode of Dev Diary Next Gen has been available for a little while now on the Dev Diary podcast Patreon feed. So please check out the show notes, get all the details there, consider throwing a few bucks for the price of a coffee, one for the entire month. You will get access to Dev Diary Next Gen the moment it goes live, as well as early access to the normal episodes of the show as well, whenever possible. So go check out the Patreon, consider pledging a little bit of support, you'll help grow the show even further. I really appreciate it and enjoy the show. So today for this latest episode of Next Gen, I'm joined by Garth. How are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you. It's a busy time where we're having a chat here in awesome surrounds of, of Crown Towers, actually. But uh, Very luxurious boardroom. Yeah, we are doing very well. I'll never be in a room like this ever again, I don't think. But uh, uh, PAX weekend, um, you've got the game on show down on the floor, and we'll do, I guess we'll discuss what you're hoping to achieve out of this weekend shortly. But um, I guess thanks for coming on board, for starters. Yeah, no, thanks for, thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting being important enough to be interviewed and uh, apparently we're discussing this is the first time we're actually doing it solo which is kind of cool yes yes uh, even the first time we've been to pax um it's all sort of the whole experience is just really really new to me so i'll make sure to go with the really hard questions that absolutely gonna get you in <laughs> trouble with later and yeah we'll regret everything and i'll nda and beep out everything and don't worry we're fine <laughs> um so i guess before the, the usual sort of script for the show is we normally before even focusing on the actual games that you're uh, creating and those sort of things actually reflect a little bit on experiences prior to development. So for you, games, where did they first come into your life? Do you recall what some of the first games were that you ever played? Yeah, uh, like my mum always tells a story about <clears throat> how one day my grandfather had visited and he was astounded because I was sitting there like two years old in a nappy playing Doom. Nice. Doom 2, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think Doom 2, uh, even the original Doom, would have been one of the earliest games that I played. That's and I guess how did things kind of evolve from there? <laughs> Such a young age to be playing something that I guess for its time, yeah. But even now, just graphically more primitive, yeah. as violent as Doom. How, how did things kind of <laughs> I think I grew evolve well or just, devolve from there? Yeah, no, I think I grew up right from that. <laughs> I'm able to uh, separate fiction from reality. Good, good. Yeah. Good. Well, if there's an opportunity to do it at yeah. a young age, that's that's probably Doom. But well, I think uh, I'd um, I think we had a copy of Leisure Suit Larry as well, but I could really never just in the deep end, weren't yeah. <laughs> I could never play it though because it asks you ask you the questions uh yeah. before when you open the game to see if you're old enough and it's like i obviously i don't know when president reagan was in power or anything like that yeah i mean i i you know 18 plus and i wouldn't be yeah. now so i guess that's a, an interesting way to gate yeah out. but um yeah. how yeah, how did your taste kind of evolve from there in terms of games that you were able to access for starters mm. because you didn't have to know who reagan was and when he yeah. was uh, when he was leading but um yeah how did your taste kind of evolve from there did you find yourself gravitating towards any particular games franchises genres um platforms I, yeah i've always loved shooters um and I've always been a bit of a PC player. I think the yep. last the last console I had was probably a Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, spent a lot of time in Unreal Tournament '99, Unreal 2004. Um, that's when I sort of started um, getting into the development side as well. So I bought got a, a special edition of Unreal 2004 and had a bonus disc with. Um, I think I remember seeing. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Andrew Andrew Kramer or someone like that. 
the 3D Buzz tutorials and it showed you how to use the Unreal Map Editor. Yeah. And like just being able to create. <laughs> just drain, Chief. Yeah, sure, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, just being able to create maps in, in the Unreal uh, tournament games, it really sort of gave me a passion for, to, to want to do more, I think. Um, and yeah, I guess not, not necessarily an unfamiliar story in that sense with people kind of being inspired by those custom toolkits that are built within some of those classic games there along the way. Were there any others that f- uh, were fairly important? I guess, you know, all well and good start with Unreal. Did you find yourself having a crack at some other, I yeah. guess, options that were available? There's obviously plenty that people would do for, with Doom, for example, or you get some people, for example, that, you know, built, built on uh, everything that like Elder Scrolls and those sort of their engines and creation engine and those sorts of things too over the years. So is yeah. there anything that I guess spoke to you along the way? Um, I used to tinker around with Game Maker as well. Yeah. Um, that was always fun. You download the example projects and sort of, you know, learn, learn how they work and then modify them. And yeah, I was I was really into uh, like GTA one and two. And yeah. I tried to like make a clone of GTA two, the top down sort of sort of game. And how'd that go? <laughs> Probably not well. <laughs> um, and so I guess as we we gradually move closer towards the actual endeavors within the industry. Uh, there, there is a little step on the way. I guess what was uh, what was the plan at this point? Was it always going to be headed towards games? Because as we kind of joked about beforehand, you had a little stint there working at Cashies for, uh, for yeah. a long point, which for anyone overseas who's unfamiliar, absolutely not at all related to video games. No, not oh, Well, you might yeah, sell these video one, games, but, yeah. Um, but I guess was something in the video game industry always on the cards for you or did that come along a little bit later? No, yeah. Um, originally, like, you know, get out of high school and had no idea what I wanted to do. And I sort of decided that film and TV might be an, an interesting endeavor. So I took a, took a, a work year, I got a job at cash converters and yep. um, worked there and then went to part-time and then studied at QUT, um, got a bachelor of film and film and TV, um, which I haven't really used. <laughs> but you know it's it, a fun experience anyway i mean it's still you know film and tv is still a creative industry so i'm sure there's, yeah. there's still aspects even though it's vastly different there's still things you're going to learn from that that you would be able to transfer across in terms of the main yeah and like i mean be- framing techniques there may be different still to games but there's yeah there's still some core ideas that i would imagine still underpin both yeah you're right about that actually um and then also because i was doing the film and tv um degree uh, I was trying to film things in my personal time as well. And then that, that's when I met John. I used to work with John at Cash Converters. And then, uh, yeah, we, we'd finish work on a Sunday Arvo and uh, we'd pop over to his house and, like, sort of just write things to film. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty fun experience. And I guess that sort of drove us to work together as well in a creative uh, capacity. Um, and I guess, like, even in those early stages, you're kind of writing a range of different things and, mm. and experimenting with ideas. Um, with, I mean, we've obviously got a game that we can now talk about that's on the show floor. And um, at the moment, we'll, we'll obviously dive into that more. But I guess what were some of those ideas that early, even earlier that might have just been left on the table? Or Yeah, we, we filmed all sorts of stupid things. Like, we'd sort of take it in turns to write, yep. write things. And I, I wrote this a thing that was really stupid. It was called American Garbage. It's yep. like a, a parody of those like American pickers. Oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, those, yeah, like, yeah. Like fake reality shows and then they that attract an unusually large number of people watching for some reason. Yeah, but they're like in it, they'll go to some barn and then they've got like just some ridiculous like rare artifact that sure sitting there. I had yeah. I didn't know about this until a week ago. Yeah. So I I took that and then I was playing a character who just went through people's rubbish and then like found like priceless artifacts in their rubbish. Um, but I tried to I tried to like 
make it appear like like I tried to film it like those shows are filmed, yep. like in the fake reality. Uh, like, yeah, what, what do they call that? Uh, like mockumentary. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> any particular favourites, favourite moments there? Any particular favourite <laughs> scripted moments there that you've been able to put together? Because, of course, again, fake reality. Yeah, uh, there was one shot that uh, I was really proud of. Because um, especially in American Pickers, they always, the, the dudes are out in the van and then they'll, they'll call the, the girl back at the office. And it's like, it's just so obvious that this oh, is all scripted. Incredibly scripted, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I had, like, I filmed one scene where I was talking to, to Dan, my offsider, and then but then I walked in the shot in the background. Oh. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm appearing in two scenes at once. Why not? Yeah, and that's like to to yeah to make fun of like. And when you are leaning films. into the mockumentary nature of it, you can do those sorts of things. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, <clears throat> like it's kind of cheesy to like chuckle at your own work, but I do think about it and laugh <laughs> still. So how did that gradually over time become video game related stuff? Because obviously we're talking about yeah. Um, film, TV, mockumentaries, those sort of things. When did things start to shift a little bit for you? Yeah, well, um, I guess it was when both John and I were working together in retail. He was studying 3D art um, and he uh, he was doing pretty well and he he escaped retail and got a job in the industry. Um, but because we were always you know, hanging out together, um, I was a little bit interested in the the game dev side as well, and yeah, yeah it was one day I just decided, you know, what, I'm just going to download Unity. Yeah, downloaded Unity, started learning some shit. Before C-sharp. it was uncool to download Unity. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it was good back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just started learning C sharp, and uh, yeah, we, we just we sort of just collaborated on little mini projects together, and then we eventually we were making a shooter, like yeah. a, sort of a serious sci fi shooter. Um, and after all your experiences in the past, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just thought, you yeah, know, we could actually do this. And we decided to put all our eggs in one basket and sort of focus on, focus on something that we, act, we can actually turn into something good. And, um, I guess, as, as you say, John's already kind of in there and doing some work and there's Forgotten City and yeah, those sort of things along the way as well, which... Hand of Fate. Um, and, yeah, and Hand of Fate too. So, I mean, some amazing amazing titles he was involved with. And so, I guess for yourself, who didn't have that experience at that stage and you're starting, like, yeah. working with those who do and yeah. I guess you're a bit like a sponge, I presume, soaking up heaps of stuff there. What was that like to get uh, to work in that in that partnership there? And it's... Um, I guess that continues even to this day. Yeah, it is good because he's like, he's always had like the industry contacts, yep. you know, because he's worked in the industry and he, he sort of pays attention to what what his bosses are doing. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit good. No, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of the great things about this industry is, and especially, I mean, Sorry to anyone overseas, but especially our lo- like our local Australian, New Zealand sort of industry yeah. there, where just the really collegiate sort of yeah, um, atmosphere that's been established here, that just everyone's willing to share, and yeah, it's no real no real issues whatsoever, regardless of how big or how small you are. Yeah, even the veterans, like the industry veterans, are happy to help you if you just yeah call out to them. Um, I guess we're may- I'm maybe skipping forward a little bit here, but as as you you know as you were kind of drafting these ideas in the first place and making your first steps, was there an initial kind of goal in terms of where you want to find yourself down the line i know we've got mm. everything you're doing broadside now and obviously and the game's all shaping up really really well was there i guess at the beginning anyway this this goal for you know this studio or whatever or i want to work with this team because it maybe you know because of doom or unreal or mm. those sorts of things over the years um no i think we've always we've always wanted to make your own thing yeah be our own which is awesome our own studio yeah um and like that that's even that's our our current goal is you know we really just hope we make enough money off this game 
that we can make another one and then you know expand the studio build, a little build, bit build. yeah like we yeah yeah I'm not, I'm not sure how it'd go working for a being a cog in the machine yeah. <laughs> rather than kind of a central pillar of the whole thing and yeah, yeah to totally understand that too because for us it's like you know making this game is like a creative outlet and like we like having control of the idea and you know like it's, it's we got the idea in our head and we want to put it out and that's like what making games is to us like yeah. it's just an expression like an, an artistic expression and yeah i don't know how i'd be go how i'd go expressing someone else's yeah, yeah trying to get someone else's yeah and that's fair and that's i mean one of the, the awesome things about again the indie scene and then the space we've got around us in terms of supporting and kind of helping to foster and grow that yeah um we've danced around the game a whole lot so <laughs> not um, that interesting <laughs> as as we speak right now it's it's playable on the patch show floor for anyone listening sorry too late but um hopefully you had a chance to play it over the course of the the pax weekend anyway um bears in space let's yeah. let's i guess delve into it a little bit and for anyone who's uh, listening who's unaware what is it? Um, it's just, it's a silly, zany, fast-paced, action-packed, first-person, bullet-hell adventure, to put it succinctly. Succinctly? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess, like, we've we've touched on a lot of things that have kind of been important to you in terms of games over the years, drawing pretty heavily on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially, like, when I was designing sort of the player movement and the combat, um, I was playing a bit of Brutal, like, the Brutal Doom mod. Yep. And like that, it's just got really good like weapon feedback and it's just really satisfying to play. Yeah. And one thing I noticed with that, with that game is that, you know, when, when you're designing a game, you don't really want to gate the player in and force them to you know, kill all the enemies before yeah. they need to advance. Can, can progress. Yeah. And like, that was something that I'd, I've never found myself when I was playing any sort of brutal doom map. Like I, I didn't, like I wanted to go out and like clear the level yeah. sort of thing. And I wanted, I wanted to bring that to our game. Like I, I want the, the combat to be so fun that you don't want to run past. You don't want to miss anything. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to skip past me. You're not bored and you like, you can escape this arena, but the combat is so fun that you want to complete Stick it out. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I guess the, the, sh I guess the show floor experience that's going on right now, I guess, what are you and the team hoping to achieve from, from getting the game in players' hands? What are you looking for? I assume there's probably a few things that you're mindful of going into the weekend as well in terms of yeah. things to look out for. So I guess for you, what does this, what does this three day period look like? I mean, uh -huh. outside of all the interviews you're doing with plebs like myself right now, <laughs> um, beyond that, and actually, yeah, on the show floor, what, what are you kind of looking for as you see people going hands on with it? Um, well, it, we're always keen for feedback like um and it's it, there's nothing quite like standing behind somebody and watching them play the game oh, yeah. uh like that is the best kind of feedback that we can get so we're definitely just going to be sort of observing how people play um i've already i've seen one person play the game and i've already written things down to yeah, nice. to change <laughs> um but yeah so feedback and like it's just we're hoping for some good reactions and some wish lists yeah, that's that's Bully a that's a way to well. the game. Yeah. People, you're listening, wish list it, please. Um, I guess for you, and I guess this is now honing a little bit back in on your story specifically. As, as things started to build up with what you were looking to do with the game, when did it get to a point where, you're like, okay, I can I can leave cashies at the door now. I can I can kind of lean properly into this and kind of go wholehearted. Yeah, it's the taking the leap. That's yeah, the, that's it's obviously it's such a huge deal for part. a lot of people, and I mean it's a financial risk. It's there's Absolutely. the whole range of different factors in there. Yeah. So when was that kind of when did you get to that point and what was it like for you? How did, did you have to toss and turn about it much? Or? Yeah, I was pretty lucky because um, I'd, I'd worked at Cash Converters for, I think, 10 years by the time 
I'd fully quit. Yeah. Um, but because I'd worked for them so long, they were happy happy for me to drop down my days and yeah, sort of just work, yeah, work part-time. And we got an epic mega grant. We got two, actually. Which um, really helps. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able to, able to subsidize the, the loss of income from working less yeah. uh, with, with mega that. grant. Yeah. And then, yeah, we were able to use that to build a vertical slice of the game. Um, and then we pitched it and got a deal and yeah it was when we when we sealed the deal was when it was like yep that's it no more retail yeah play on being a big part of that yeah i'm a a video game developer now so (laughs) which is kind of cool right yeah definitely ever something you considered when you were super young playing again all those you know dooms that well certainly maybe not thinking about it two years (laughs) old but yeah yeah um yeah no i never thought that that could be a possibility um yeah and so I guess what what would you it's kind of I guess we're still at that point where the you know the first game's not out yet. Yeah. But, um, but I guess with everything you've learned at this point, was there anything that you would have changed earlier on in terms of, you know, I guess was there ever a consideration really early days that maybe that would be a path for you when you were playing them and messing around with uh, and molding them? Yeah, um no, I think that the film thing for me was there was always all right, I, I don't know what I, I want to do, but film I could see myself doing. Um yeah, and then it's a pretty hard industry to get into the film industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure people would say the same about the, the video game industry as well. But if you're making your own thing, then yeah, go, absolutely, go no barriers <laughs> within within this system here that's so supportive. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess what would you tell yourself now, though, like from all those years ago? Yeah, I given, mean, given the experience you've now had and along the way. Yeah, I mean, it would 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 be good to. To not waste time doing other things. <laughs> it's like it, it's just a gentle one. Hey, it's not films or TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like I, I've had to pick up skills in developing this game. Like yeah, we, of course. our team didn't have an animator, so I had to learn animation. Learn on the fly. Yeah. So if I'd, but like I used to play around Flash, Flash MX back in the day in like a, a 2D animation sort of way. But if I'd, oh yeah, I wish I'd learned 3D animation from a younger age. Yep. Um, do you have, I guess, when you when you recognize, oh, I'm like, this is a skill I don't have, and I need to go learn this. Like, what's what's your process? Do you is it just an internet deep dive? Do you have a few people now around you as you've established yourself a little bit within the space that you can turn to and look for a few pointers? Is it a bit of both? Yeah, no, it's, it's like just now? YouTube tutorials, self taught. Yeah, download a Blender and learn how to rig characters and skin them. And yeah, like, it made, it, you know, no formal training, so I probably don't maybe don't have the best workflow, but yeah. it works for me. And yeah, you know, generally I just screw around with something until it looks good. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, um, before we before we start to wind things down, I guess we'll hone, hone in again on the game a little bit. People, yeah. are, people are there at the show floor. What should they be looking for when they when they get any? I mean, now at the show floor, but also any opportunities in the future where people might get to go hands on. What should they really be looking to? I guess savor the most from this experience. Um, I mean, I would I would hope that they explore everything that there is in the demo level. It's a quick demo level, but like yeah. there's still plenty of so like silly side side stories to come across. And that's sort of the core, one of the core pillars of the game is that there's just always something surprising around the corner. Yep. Um, so in the, our demo, demo level in particular, there's a, like they can take part in a basketball match. Good. Um, they can stomp around a tiny little cardboard city like they're Godzilla. Um, I can get all around, right yeah. around all these. Items. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Let plenty. Let alone uh, hunting and shooting, like taking everything out yeah. for completion as well. Yeah. So there's plenty, plenty of silly stuff to find if they, if they want to look for it. 
No, that's that's fantastic. And so, yeah, as, as I said, as we start to wind things down a little bit, I guess your your time in this industry is still brief at this particular yeah. point in time. But has there been anyone that you either have had the opportunity to work with or alongside or look at from afar that's maybe really served as an inspiration or like a I guess a bit of a guiding light for where where you want to go? Uh, in this space? I mean, I guess you got the old school legends like John Romero. And- yeah. Uh, John Carmack, like I've been reading the Masters of Doom book. Oh yeah, yeah. such a good book. Yeah, and like that, their story is very inspirational. Um, and you know, they just started out as mates, mates making games. I mean, they were and suddenly look what it became. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're also they were pushing the boundaries in a much more significant way than we are. But it's like it's still still cool to see. Yeah. Slight parallels. Well, yeah, and I guess the big thing there is in terms of where the industry was at at the point that they were yeah. pushing boundaries versus where we're at now. And yeah, so yeah. The, the scope and size of things is so much different these days. Yeah, um, and it's because of guys like them that exactly it's so easy for us. So um, I guess what, what have you learned most from this time so far outside of, as we said, you know, skills that maybe you didn't necessarily have before? I guess you would have had some perceptions of the industry as you were maybe first starting to get in and even, even prior. Mm. Anything been significantly shaken up as um, a result of your time so far? Yeah, that's a hard one. It's because we we sort of just keep to ourselves a little bit as well. Yeah. Like we've we've always just you know put our head down and, and work as hard as possible. But I guess one thing that would surprise me is how much having a partner is is useful. Yeah. Like you know because both John and I are working on it together, we sort of drive each other. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like I put in extra work, and he puts in extra works like to. Because we both want to succeed, it's it sort of gives you a little bit of ac- ac- accountability as well. It's that's awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, just having having a good business partner is really helpful. I guess on the business side, that that would be one of those other aspects as well. Like it's yeah. not a thing you would have had to have factored in before. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Even you know, cashies, it's just okay. Work the counter and you do. Yeah. People come and do what they do, and you're just there to to serve at the end of the day. But now there's yeah. a whole other aspect in terms of bottom lines and those sort of things to be mindful of too. Yeah. Timelines, etc. Yeah. So more responsibility. Um, all scary stuff, I'm sure, at different points. But it does help, <laughs> yeah. as we discussed, you know, having partners along the way that can really help. Yeah. Help guide that and support in those endeavors as well. Yeah. Um, some lighter ones as we as we wrap things up. Totally off topic of your game yeah. now. Um, if you could be credited for anything, so just add your name retroactively into the credits. It can be as simple as special thanks if that's yeah. what you need. But like, it's I just special. would have loved to have been a part of whatever Is games what related. Yeah. Oh, we can go broader too if you like. Um. Jeez, that's a. We can go one games and one. Whatever else you had in mind then. Yeah. Oh no, I, I would say Half Life. Like to me, that is playing the original Half Life yeah. back in the day was like the pinnacle of storytelling and like not many games have done that like that level of, still. Yeah, yeah of like really cinematic storytelling so if i could have, could have been a part of that <laughs> that's that's pretty yeah pretty awesome choice yeah um conversely if you could uh, strike a game from your memory and get to experience it all over again clean slate oh okay forget everything you knew about it jeez any game you'd pick maybe cyberpunk that's it's more of a recent one but yeah, it's man i'm just i'm i'm a real big like i love the cyberpunk genre well, did you general. play it at launch yeah. So maybe you could strike some of that sort of noise, <laughs> strike some of that noise away and just get to play it pure now. I know it was buggy, but I think I still put in 100 hours. Yeah, nice. Like I bought a launch day and yeah. I suppose, yeah, you're mostly a PC person. Well, yeah. So it's a little bit better there yeah. than it was everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I could play that again, again, fresh. No, that's, that's awesome. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, who knows when it'll be uh, now that the Phantom Liberty stuff's out. Who yeah. knows when it'll be before we actually see more of that more, franchise. Yeah, we know they're pretty cool. tied up with Witcher going forward. So, yeah, yeah. So who knows from here? Um, well, Garth, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It's been great. And um, 
and hear about your story so far and and to get to share that with the audience uh, if people want to learn more about what you and the team are up to to i guess learn more about the game as well where should people go um you can follow us on twitter or we've got a steam page where they can wish list um we'll do that yeah yeah <laughs> and a facebook page is broadside games um facebook page and yep. our twitter is at broadside games dev <laughs> at broadside games <laughs> nailed it nailed it yeah. um so obviously people should absolutely do that and for yourself if there's anywhere like people want to keep tabs i guess because the show is so heavily focused on the actual individual yeah, yeah. places that people want to see i guess a bit of what you're up to yeah give me a follow on twitter i don't really post that much i'm not really much of a social media no, person you're still calling it twitter so that's that's yeah that's a big tick <laughs> as far as i'm concerned it's always going to be twitter <laughs> um, and where, where's where are you at uh i think it's at gman underscore garth on twitter Done. yeah yeah just make I mean, sure to do that yeah follow me and like i'm always happy to answer questions and awesome no people should absolutely do so yeah again yours is a story as you're, as you're making your way through this industry that's uh, i guess you know still going to be you're carving a pathway for heaps of other people as well so mm. to be able to hear your experiences and learn from you will be something valuable for the audience i'm sure yeah so thanks so much for sharing no thank you thank you it's great um and all uh, and listeners as always thank you much for listening i'll see you next time That concludes this entry of Dev Diary Next Gen. Be sure to subscribe to this feed, share it with your friends, and give us a five-star review to help boost the show up the charts for greater exposure. If you have any people you'd like me to reach out to an interview, then please find me at Paul James Games on Twitter to help me get in touch with them. Until the next episode, however, that's been Garth's story. Thank you much for listening, and I'll see you next time.